This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. Hello again, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Executive Platforms Blueprint Podcast Series. My name is Jeff Nix. I'm Head of Content and Research. My guest today is Matt Helgeson of Siemens. Um, we're going to be having a conversation about how Siemens works with its partners to help them achieve their sustainability goals. I think this is going to be a, a great conversation because it's not about one specific thing. Siemens does a lot. Um, Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. yeah, great. Thanks for having me. Why don't we start off with sort of the scope of what we're going to be talking about? Because Siemens isn't here selling one thing or partnering with one thing. They're really saying, you know, we work with our clients across the board. What does that look like in real terms? Sure. So, you know, our, our main businesses are our smart infrastructure business, um, our digital industries and our software business, and then uh, our mobility business. And so what, what we really want to do and, and the conversations we're having here um, in lots of places is to enable our customers to take advantage of digitalizing their operations, right? So we look at everything from their facilities to their corporate fleet for vehicle charging infrastructure, um, all the way into the, the software that collects the data from those facilities and makes it available to them to, to make improvements. And so what our, our, our biggest uh, sort of challenge is to take what we have committed to doing for our own operations, which is to be net zero by 2030, um, and to help our customers do that. How are you educating your, your existing partners and also letting uh, the wider industry know what you have available for them? Sure, so you know, it's, it's, it's being present in events like this is, is one way to do it. Part of what um, you know, I make a, a priority of doing is, is coming from the corporate side and the responsibilities that, that my team takes on um, is to really just begin to connect and collaborate with customers that either exist uh, historically or new customers. And a lot of those folks also sit in our supply chain. And so we really look to kind of bridge the gap between the two. Um, there's uh, lots of examples of, of rooms and conversations that I've had where uh, you know, on, on one side is a customer, the other side is a competitor, and there's someone from our supply chain, and, and they all tend to overlap. And what we're really looking to create um, is this ecosystem of solutions because we think we bring a lot of good things to the table to help customers decarbonize operations and, and be more sustainable, but there's also gaps. And so what, we, what we're recognizing is that there's a need for a platform, for an ecosystem where all those can sit in one space. And so this idea of a cross-business sustainability engagement is really where we're trying to, to, to find some space. And so there's a lot of interest in, in collaborating and bringing everything to the table. So you know we see companies that we've done business with for a long time who we need something different from now than we used to and vice versa. And so uh, it's, it's really encouraging and amazing to see how willing and open uh, companies are to, to help each other. I mean, when you recognize that we share similar targets that, hey, we both have net zero goals. We both have decarbonization targets that we've committed to. We both have supply chain targets that we've committed to um, in, in terms of emissions reduction and, and sustainability. Um, it really forces you to collaborate and find those gaps. So a lot of what I try to do is to bring the, this concept of an ecosystem and build that when we're, you know, when we're in, in uh, events like this, particularly. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's a unique space because uh, business in terms of uh, pre-competitive conversations is, is evolving, right? And, and it's becoming um, a really interesting space to, to talk and to build partnerships. So that's been a huge priority for us. We see that there's a big opportunity in sort of being that catalyst and facilitator for this ecosystem that we know that it takes. Now, I have to think, you know, shared challenges can have shared solutions. And of course, collaboration is important, but 
think some of that also has to be sharing data, sharing what's working. Uh, can you speak to that element of it? Because I know Siemens is a leader in that space. Yes, it, it, absolutely. And, and that's part of this pre-competitive kind of space that I think is, is different than it used to be. And so um, in order to, to, to understand how, uh, how you're going to get to these net zero targets, right? It's the how behind the what after you've made that commitment um, you know, it is space where we can share because um, there's some differentiation in what we do with the data. Um, but the data itself and, and the lessons learned out of that is something that, you know, that lots of us can share. And so, um, you know, there's willingness not just from Siemens, but from others to, to really get into that and understand. And you can hear it from, uh, from lots of folks who are, who are speaking in, in and out of these sessions, um, even here. All right, I want to put myself in the position of maybe one of our listeners. So they, they have a sustainability program. Their organization does work with Siemens in other spaces. How do I, as the sustainability leader, get a seat at that table and say, I know Siemens is doing interesting stuff. How do I get my thing connected to their thing? Sure, yeah, it's, it's happening uh, more often, which is a great, a great thing. But um, you know, with the way that we're organized and the way that our businesses typically interact, you know, we're kind of account-based and that there's a lot of... Um, business specific engagements that happen um, in terms of what that particular customer has, has done with us in the past. Lots of questions come back through our account teams and they come back to my team on the corporate sustainability side to say, hey, can you connect uh, with customer X who's just put somebody into a CSO role like yours? Their program's getting started and they've got questions. Uh, how do we help? And so it's it's been a really, um, I think it is a powerful place for customers who, who raise their hand to go beyond the business and into this sort of corporate function setting to say, well, let's connect with some of the expertise that we have before we go back into the businesses and look at solutions. And so that's been the way that we've done it. Um, I've had lots of conversations with, with customers directly who just want to talk about how we're doing it and how did you set your target and what are you doing first and what's the, you know, what's the low-hanging fruit that you've been able to, to manage in your manufacturing facilities. And it's coming from other corporate functions who um, you know, again, are representing businesses that we've worked with in the past, but they're just asking questions. And so it comes to us that way. And, and you know, I, I enjoy getting into those conversations because it really does sort of foster this broader relationship with our suppliers and our customers um, and, and enables our businesses to come kind of back in at the end of that conversation and say, hey, now that you kind of have a good sense of what your footprint looks like and where your gaps are, what you'd like to do, here's a few things we can bring to the table. And, oh, by the way, We've got some others who bring more than that to the table that we work with beyond the Siemens walls that we'd suggest, you know, engaging with as well. So it's it, that's that's how we've done. It's been a it's been a really great, uh, impactful kind of conversation. So I mean, one of the things I have so many conversations about is the fear of reinventing the wheel. I mean, this person has been given a, a CSO job title and they've got you know four walls of an office and they've got to come up with all this like new programming and, and better ways of thinking and the idea that they could actually use Siemens as a resource who has had these conversations with a lot of other people and also use Siemens as a, uh, a way of getting connected to people they wouldn't have met otherwise. It's, sure. it's a really powerful opportunity. Yeah, I think so too. And it's been, you know, it's been uh, enjoyable for me in this, in this role to, to go beyond just the typical business conversation. And, um, you know, lots of, lots of those discussions start with uh, the purpose of the company, which is amazing because, Typically, when you're interacting with a potential customer, right, that purpose doesn't usually drive the conversation. Um, but it has been lately, and it's, it's beginning to, to, do, to be more of the focus, or at least the starting point, to say, if we know, if we know why we, our company exists and what we're, what we're really looking to, to serve, 
um, then that'll dictate where we start to make commitments. And you know, of course, that's in the you know, decarbonization and climate space, but it goes beyond that too into you know sort of social uh, metrics and other things that they want to do for their employees and their people. And so uh, that's uh, it's been a it's been a great shift, I'd say. And and I hope that um, enabling that conversation is what more and more people in, in roles like mine go to do. Yeah. You know, this has been fantastic, and I, I like the broad strokes of this, but could you give us maybe a concrete example of what we're talking about? What does it look like in real terms so that our listeners can start imagining maybe some of their own projects in that light? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, um, <clears throat> we're in the process of, of really getting into the details of our facilities. And so you know, we're, we're in the unique position where uh, because of what we bring to our customers into the market, um, our facilities are very well managed in terms of data acquisition and what's happening in the facility and energy consumption and where it's, you know, where it's coming from, um, you know, in terms of building management, facility management, production itself. Um, and so uh, the data is, is less of a challenge for us um, because our buildings are equipped to, to, to pull that data in. And what are you actually trying to achieve there? So this is all focused on decarbonizing the operations of our facilities, particularly our manufacturing facilities. And so we've got um, a project that's it's really in its first phase right now where we've we've gone into uh, a large manufacturing facility, evaluated the processes both um, within manufacturing and the building envelope itself. Um, and so uh, what we're what we're really looking to do is to apply some existing technology into these production uh, facilities and decarbonize those operations. Most of that comes from things that are uh, large sources of natural gas that use lots of natural gas in the production piece. And so we're looking to electrify that equipment um, and do the same for things like, uh, you know, HVAC units and other things to, to turn all that into uh, really the scope one emissions into scope two emissions um, and then purchase renewable energy to address the scope two emissions. And so um, there's a paint line in this particular facility that uses really high heat to do what it needs to do. Um, and so we're electrifying that paint line. That's a huge source of emissions for that particular production facility um, that we're gonna, we're gonna eliminate. And so that, that physical reduction of facility emissions is a big focus for us and lots of the folks that we talk to who are in the manufacturing space, right? And have lots of warehouse facilities and distribution and that type of thing. So that's our, that's our focus now is that um, the physical reduction aspect is, uh, is not just required based on what we've committed to, but the right place to start. And so, Energy efficiency projects, production, um, you know, emissions reduction has just uh, has been a big focus. I'm fascinated by this, and I've had a few conversations with people who, you know, sort of articulated it. When we built this stuff in the 50s, 60s, 70s, the priority was it's got to work. We don't want unscheduled downtime. We want to be able to scale for capacity. So they put in extra pumps and they put in extra fans right. and they had uh, generators in the background, and it was none of it was ever designed to be efficient. And there is so much opportunity and low hanging fruit to just rethink. You know, what has the last 50 years of upgrades in the technology given us? If we replace five pumps with three pumps that work better, that's that right there is a huge savings. That's right. And it's it's interesting, too, when that com when you have that kind of conversation, that the, the language that's being used now uh, is shifting from uh, efficiency for the sake of cost savings or higher production um, and into efficiency for the sake of, of decarbonizing or emissions reduction. And so... You can accomplish both. The project and the equipment will accomplish both, but the conversations has another layer to it now. And so when we look into customers' operations and say, well, if we electrify you know, these three pumps or, to your point, you know, uh, replace them with something that maybe it's just newer and is more efficient inherently, um, you're also going to reduce your 
emissions footprint by X percent. And so then it becomes not just a contributor to any kind of decarbonization targets that they have, but it also allows them to quantify that in another way. And so those projects all of a sudden become justified. Payback periods get shorter when you add cost savings from other areas. So if I was going to have to buy carbon offsets to manage what this footprint would have been, well, now I'm saving money on what I would have spent there. And that becomes a, a contributor to the economics of the project in a, in a way that it just hasn't really been in the past. So uh, it is, it's, it's sort of taking that conversation, adding layers now that, um, that, that we all think are, are priorities, uh, but it also makes projects move faster. I, I feel like we could be talking for quite a while about this subject. It is exciting. For people who have been listening uh, through, are there one or two key takeaways you want them to think about a little further, maybe? Sure. I think um, I think don't be afraid to ask the questions and just be uh, transparent about where you are is is the biggest uh, takeaway for me. And that that always, uh, in my experience thus far, has led to a productive discussion with somebody who has something to bring to the table to help solve the problem that you've got. Um, most folks are running into very similar issues. So I think it's, it's, it is a totally unique space, but um, don't be afraid to, to raise your hand because someone's probably seen or going through in real time what, what, what you're seeing and the challenges that you've got within your operations and the things that you're bringing to the market um, and in lots of areas. And so you know, don't be afraid to be optimistic and, and be ambitious and setting targets, but, um, but be, you know, be transparent about it because there's, there's somebody who can help. Now, I know you mentioned uh, people who are already partnered with Siemens can speak to their reps and, and get referred to you. Uh, maybe there are organizations who haven't partnered with Siemens who are interested, or just people who, hey, we have a relationship, but it's a different department. Or if I, as a sustainability leader, wanted to get in touch with Siemens, learn more, ask some questions, what is the best way to do that? Yeah, I think our, you know, our sustainability website is, is the best place to, to get some of that information and to learn a little bit more about not just the targets that we've set, um, but the progress that we've made on those targets and the spaces within our company who have either expertise or solutions to, to, to help with those who are looking to set similar targets and to do similar things, be it you know, digitalizing their, their processes, uh, gathering data, managing that data, um, or you know, decarbonizing just in general. So I think that our sustainability report's a great place to start. Um, we've been releasing that report for years um, it's grown. It has lots of information in it. Um, and that's a great place to find out uh, a little bit more about the company, our company itself, what we bring to the table, um, but also where, where we've been. So I, th I think it's a good place to start there. Absolutely. And I will say uh, for people listening to this, uh, scroll down a little bit. We will have uh, links to that below. So great. Um, <laughs> you know, Matt, I, I want to let you get back to what you're doing here on site, but it has been so great having some time with you. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoyed it. Thanks. You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. I've been Jeff Nix. Let's do it again soon.